This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Right now we go to the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline to talk about the Super Bowl and everything that happened in it, including Travis Kelsey shoving his coach, bumping into his coach. Welcome in John Greco, former Browns lineman, current Browns analyst. He's on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. John, good morning, my friend. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you guys? Hey, John. How's it going? Can I ask you one question before we started off? Um, Yeah, absolutely. Mr. Trubisky was released yesterday in Pittsburgh. I said, as a third-team QB, you willing to bring him in? What's your thoughts? Uh, of course, I think at this point, you know, the, uh, the, the, the classifieds, uh, you know, are full of, of Browns, uh, you know, hits looking for, you know, strength to, to bolster that quarterback room. Who knows what's going to happen with Joe Flacco if he gets, uh, good offers from other teams. Um, but, but there's some other, other names out there that, that I think would be good fits. I think a guy like Jameis Winston, um, would be a name that they can consider bringing in because, uh, you know, do the Browns feel comfortable having DTR as the number two going into this season? I, I'm not sure. Uh, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. But, yeah, at this point, uh, you know, I'm not crossing any names off the list uh, to, to, you know, bolster some depth in the QB room. I said he's an athletic young man. I said he can run the offense. He's got good feet. I said, well, and I said he can run the offense if Kevin Stefanski helps him out. I, do we not trust Kevin Stefanski with quarterbacks anymore? I mean, you did win a game with PJ Walker. You beat San Francisco yeah. with PJ Walker. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Coach Stefanski's proven time and time again that no matter who's taking snaps, uh, you know they can compete, and and he can put them into positions to you know at least manage the game plan and help the team win. Uh, so yeah, Mitch Trubisky. He's a local guy. Uh, you know, I, I've always cheered for him and wanted to see him succeed. Uh, and, and I think that, you know, him in a Browns uniform would, you know, maybe provide a little spark for him as a professional. And, uh, you know, tackle all your points. Yeah, he's athletic. He's a big guy. He's got a good arm. Uh, and with the right, you know, leader, uh, you know, yeah, if he's asked to go into the game, I think he can, you know, play well enough to uh, win you the game. Okay, but, John, that would walk in then. It would be Deshaun, DTR, and Trubisky. With, with Deshaun's health problems, because I, I I don't know that Deshaun's going to be 100 percent healthy. John, I don't know that I I don't know that I love that trio. All things considered. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, right now today, uh, February 13th or whatever it is, I, I'm I'm not necessarily crazy about it. But look, I, I'm operating under the assumption today that Deshaun is going to be 100 percent healthy 
that that's what I have in my mind. And we're going into next season, 2024, with a healthy franchise quarterback in Deshaun Watson. And, you know, beyond that, that's the coaches and the brass job to get number two and number three healthy and ready to go uh, and prepared to step in if something happens. All right, the Travis Kelsey bump. You played, we didn't. What do you think? <laughs> you know, I, I know Travis, so I, he's a passionate guy, and I, I've never seen anything like that. I've never seen a guy, a guy, you know, absolutely screaming in a in a Hall of Fame coach's ear like that, bumping him. Uh, poor Andy Reid, you know, he's just trying to dial up the next play or figure out what the hell to call, and he's almost getting knocked over. But I, I think he just got caught up in the moment. Uh, look, Travis has made unbelievable plays for Andy Reid for a number of years. I've, I've read a lot about it. People are saying it's disrespectful. There's no place for it. And I know that uh, given Travis's current celebrity status and everything surrounding him with Pfizer and everything, he's, he's a very polarizing figure right now uh, in the sports world. So I know there's a lot of hate, but I think it was just something that he got caught up in the moment. He, like I said, he's a passionate guy. You know, is that something I would have done? No. Would a lot of people have handled it that way? But uh, no, I think emotions got the best of him, and I'm sure they had a laugh about it uh, as they were, you know, hoisting up the uh, Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, John, I feel like if they would have lost, we could have pointed to a couple things, right? We could have pointed to Travis Kelsey and that bump. Then we could have looked at the the fourth quarter where she writes, of all people, was yelling at Patrick Mahomes. It was like, wait, this is this feels a little off. But somehow they were able to win that game. Uh, how is that the case where you can have a, a team like that feel like they're they're basically unraveling throughout the entire stretch of the game in certain instances, and then they still find a way to go ahead and get the job done? Yeah, and, and that's a great point. And it looked like both teams, uh, you know, I'm just going to switch it to San Francisco for a second. It, there were times at critical moments of the game, you know, in particular one that I remember, the third down play uh, down in the uh, low red zone where uh, Chris Jones got immediate pressure and Brock Purdy had to throw it away, and they dialed up a good play and there was an open receiver. Uh, their protection was screwed up. You, you had guys, three guys sliding to two and, and two guys – trying to block three, and they didn't block anybody. Um, so I think what happens in, in pressure situations like that, good teams, you know, the Chiefs, they, they find ways to, to you know, kind of cool and calm that pressure and the fire that's going around them and, and execute. And, look, they had, they had a handful of turnovers. The, the, you know, 49ers dropped the ball in the first possession uh, or, or early in the game with, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. But they were able to, you know, overcome that, the Chiefs. And that's what they do. It seems like when they're underdogs or, or they, they start off to a rocky start or a rocky season, everyone's ready to, you know, oh, that's it. This is over. The dynasty's over. They're no longer on top. And they just find ways to win. And that's Andy Reid. That's Patrick Mahomes. That's everyone else in the locker room that, that is elevated by their play. Steve Spagnola has had an unbelievable uh, you know, coaching stint there. He, his, that defense is obviously up at the top. And, and I think that without the defense, I, I don't think the Chiefs are the same team. So you, when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes leading your team and, and at, any, at any given time, he can escape pressure, he can create plays, uh, and you have a play caller named Andy Reid that's just so calculated and dialed in, uh, they're going to be on top and they're going to be the team to beat. And I think they love playing in that. Uh, underdog mentality, but yeah, they they were just able to weather the storm throughout the game. I mean, you got Travis, you bumping into the 
the coach, they had turnovers, and yet they're able to come out on top later in the game. John Greco joining us on the show, former Browns lineman, current Bronze analyst on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, you played for Kyle Shanahan. You're a big fan of Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he's facing some heat after some of his players admitted after the game that they didn't know the overtime rules for the Super Bowl. Uh, is that an indictment on Kyle Shanahan and his staff getting ready for that football game that they didn't know? I, I don't think so, Ken. I mean, uh, you know, I personally didn't remember that the rules changed. I, I assumed that it wasn't. I remember hearing some. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Something about, oh, they should make this change in the playoffs because I, I don't think that's that's fair that, you know, you may, you play the entire season and if you lose a coin flip and give up a touchdown, your, your season's over. So I, I appreciated that the rule was changed. And I, I got to be honest, I, I'm the first to admit that it was a good refresher when they put up that little uh, Cliff's Notes version of the new rules uh, on the TV screen. So that helped me. But the, as as far as the players, I, I mean, throughout the week, you know, I, I don't think that having a meeting, now listen, if this goes to overtime, here's the rules. I don't think that's necessary. They're worried about executing the game plan. And, you know, you have that two weeks off of, of preparation, not, not two weeks off, but two weeks of preparation for this game. You know, Kyle Shanahan is sitting there worried is the game plan going stale? Do I need to tweak something? Do we have enough in on third down? Are protections uh, you know, buttoned up? And the players are thinking, you know, am I ready? Am I doing too much? Am I doing too little? Am I getting, you know, do I need to stay in my routine? So uh, the fact that, that they didn't have a little class about, you know, the updated rules, I, I don't think that's an indictment on Kyle Shanahan. I think they had bigger fish, fish to fry, but you know, if I was playing, you would think you'd heard through the grapevine in the locker room, oh, hey, by the way, these, these overtime rules are different. But, you know, they don't have a crystal ball. They didn't know they were going to be in overtime. And, and I think it's impossible to cover every, every single scenario uh, throughout the week. They were just trying to play ball. John, I haven't talked to you uh, since the Andy Dickerson hiring. Uh, what, do you, what do you make of that move? Uh, is, he, is he respected? Do you, do you like the, the hiring? You know, Jonathan, I got to be honest. I don't know enough about it right now to, to comment. I know that you know some of the things that we feared this offseason um, with with Brian Callahan, or excuse me, yeah, with with Coach Callahan and, and his son being hired uh, elsewhere and pulling him away. I, I think you know, obviously, that was everybody's biggest nightmare. But you know, I, if, from the very little I know about about the new coach, I, it, it it seems like they're going to work hard for him. And that's all I can ask for. And I think time will tell, uh, you know, there, there's some great players in the locker room. They're going to, they're going to work hard and learn and take things from what they've learned, you know, learned in, in previous years. And that, that's all I can, that's all I can ask for. So right now uh, I'm going into it with this season where I have high expectations for the Browns. I, I think some of the, the playoff or excuse me, the uh, franchise players are going to be back and healthy. I'm, I'm again, operating under that assumption. And, and I think it's a, uh, Full, full speed ahead, and I expect them to compete for the AFC North and, and hopefully a home playoff game. 
How much influence does an offensive line coach have on the starting lineup in that offensive line? I'm sorry, Ken. How much influence does he have on what? Uh, on the starting lineup of the offensive line week to week. That's a great question because I feel like I've been in rooms where, you know, without actually coming out and saying it, the offensive line coach was like, made comments like, you know, I, I think the best five should be out there. And, and in everybody's mind, they weren't. So I think that's a case by case situation. Um, I, the head coach, obviously, and the offensive coordinator are, are, are going to do what, what they think's best at the end of the day. And the offensive line coach, uh, you know, if it's a guy that, that's been around the league for 40 years and is, you know, well respected and trusted, uh, yeah, I, I would expect them to take his word for it and, and to put the best five forward. But a lot of times I think it's the final say of either the offensive coordinator or the head coach, depending on what the hierarchy is in, in that side of the uh, of the room on offense. But, yeah, I, I mean, the offensive line coach, that he works with those guys every day. So he sees the combinations. He sees the chemistry. He sees who's playing well, who's practicing well, who gets it in the film room. Uh, and it's his job to put the best five combination out there. John Greco joining us on the show. You played in the NFL, so maybe you signed an oath of Amerta, and I don't know this. <laughs> is the NFL rigged? Uh, you know, Ken, this is funny. I've been asked this question a lot lately, and if it was, uh, no, damn sure nobody was telling me because I would have been a lot richer betting in the NFL. Uh, I, I, know, I know that's technically illegal. But, uh, you know, you would think if it was rigged now, some of my contacts in the NFL would have, you know, kind of leaked some information to me and I'd be a very rich person. Um, so, no, I, I don't think that NFL is rigged, albeit sometimes it feels that way. But I think uh, I heard you, you know, before I got on the show talking about Roger Goodell being compared to Steven Spielberg. Mm -hmm. And I think that's hilarious because, Everything as far as the NFL story is just they're they're like Mr. Smithers. I think they're like at their desk, just twiddling their fingers, just laughing with greed because everything that, that they want to go well and go their way seems to just fall into place. And that's why the NFL is the machine that it is. It's it's show business. It's entertainment, all while having the best athletes in the world uh, competing, you know, at a very high level. So. Uh, it's almost turned into like the WWE where you have the bright lights and the, you know, guys dancing. And, and I love that. I think that's just entertainment. And, uh, but no, I don't think it's rigged. I think if it was, um, we, somebody would have heard about it by now and been making a lot of money. Well, cause uh, I've been doing this almost 17 years. I haven't gotten any better at it. And, ah, it's a gag. Um, and I basically have calls every year. With people going, oh, you know about the NFL. I'm going, okay, yeah, you guys say that. But now it seems to be picking up a lot more. Ever since gambling kind of became mainstream, John, it really is picking up a whole bunch where people are going, I don't know about all this. Yeah, I would agree with you. And, uh, you know, like I said, I just, I'm saying no because I, I haven't heard about that. I, I was not in those, I don't know who's in those rooms that's looking at the script like just the quarterback or are they <laughs> sworn to secrecy is it the head coach I, I don't know that put it this way me personally I was never in those meetings saying hey listen here's what we have to do uh you know block a little bit less on this play because we have this script that, that 
you know, the quarterbacks, you know, throw an interception or whatever. I, I was out there fighting for my damn life, trying not to get a quarterback behind me killed. Uh, so I was, you know, on the street in the, in the, in the soup line, but uh, you know, I, I wish I knew, like I said, if, if it is, and you're listening to this and you're in those top secret Illuminati meetings, let me know so I can put some money on the, uh, the outcome. I just appreciate the seriousness that you answered that with. Like, like you can tell you've been asked that question way too many times. You're like, I'm gonna, I can't even joke about it because if I joke about it, people are gonna get, they're gonna take it way weird. Yeah, and but the funny thing is, guys, it, like we said, so many things happen and fall into place that you're just, you just got to laugh because you're like, yeah, that's what the NFL wants, and it's, it's, it's you know playing out exactly like you would think a script would. Um, but but I think that's what makes the NFL so great. John, we thank you very much for the time. All the best. Thank you, John. Guys, thank you. Have a great week. John Greco joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline, one of our favorites. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 